Hey, sorry. Uh, I screwed up. So if you listened to the first two episodes as they came out, the second episode was a mistake. I posted it. It was a trial run. And basically, it was a mixture of ideas that I had to eventually put aside and come back to later. So go back <laughs> and listen to episode two again. It's a new episode. And then the material you heard in episode two before will reappear probably in, in this episode number three and then some of it in number four as well. I don't know if that makes sense. I apologize for the, uh, for the inconvenience. Sorry about that. Where were we? Uh, hormesis. So hormesis is the idea that something that harms you, like a poison in a large dose, can help you if you take it in a small dose. And, and poison is the classic example. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie The Princess Bride, but in the film, there's a substance called iocane powder that is the world's most deadly poison. And the hero ingests some of this powder and survives. And he explains it as he had built up an immunity over years of taking small doses. So if he had taken a lot of iocane powder to start, he would have died. But because he took a little, increasing the dose gradually over time, his body got stronger and learned how to survive with the powder. And this is, seems to me to be the same idea behind modern vaccines. You don't want to just get the disease full-blown, but you do want to take that disease, weaken it, make it less powerful, and then get it so that your body gets stronger and learns how to fight it off. And so hormesis basically is the class of systems or things to which that old cliche applies. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Now, I think this is a very important idea with a lot of applications, but as you can probably already tell, I really struggle to understand it. And I really struggle to understand how to apply the idea. But I think it's an idea that's worth struggling with. And so, and so that's what I'm going to try to do. Um, so when I try to understand hormesis, I find myself thinking about Peterson's idea that we should live at the border between order and chaos. But then, then I stop and I think about that for a minute, and I say, well, how do you live at the border? How do you live in order and chaos at the same time? What does that even mean? How can we be in two places at the same time? And then I think, well, maybe the way I should think about it is, how should we move across the border between order and chaos? How should we move between these two states? And and here, I start to think about a book I read by a neuroscientist named John Coates. The book is called The Hour Between Dog and Wolf. And he, he analyzes how the brain responds to stimuli. And he comes up with this idea that, that the brain enjoys being challenged as long as it's done in a certain way. And the right way has, I think, based on, based on my reading, you know, I, I, I'm probably wrong, but based on my reading, there are three components to challenging the brain 
in the right way. And he says the first is in short bursts with time in between the bursts of challenge for recovery. And so in the language of Peterson, to me this sounds like you start in order, you go into chaos for a little bit of time, and then you come back, you come back to order. Again, you don't spend all your time in order, and you don't spend all your time in chaos. And when you go into chaos, you just go for a short period of time. And so the second rule, or the second criteria for challenging the brain correctly, is that you want to go just a little ways into chaos. Again, you can't go all the way out to where there be dragons, although that's where the hero goes, but if you go too far into chaos, it's overwhelming, and instead of challenging yourself, you're just broken, essentially. And the third aspect of the right way is proactively that you have to voluntarily challenge yourself. You have to voluntarily go into chaos. You have to voluntarily struggle. And if you do this, if it is voluntary, if it is proactive, then you get a sense of control. And having a sense of control, I think the research has shown, is very important to being healthy. So we have three, three criteria. A short burst with recovery, the burst goes a little bit into chaos, but not too far. And third, you're going in proactively. And the combination of this three creates an experience that's difficult without being either boring on one hand or, or too anxiety-inducing in the other extreme. And at the same time, it's n novel. It's new. It's not boring. It's not the same thing you've seen every day. But it's also not so novel that it's completely outside the realm of your comprehension. And again, this is sort of a Goldilocks zone. But if you get into that Goldilocks zone, the result of, these, of this right way of challenging yourself is the brain is going to release dopamine, it's going to release adrenaline, and it's going to release just a little bit of cortisol. Now, <laughs> what does that mean? So. Dopamine is the motivational hormone. And so if your brain releases dopamine, it's saying, yeah, this is good. Let's do more of this, <laughs> right? Let's keep doing this. This is good. And adrenaline is the hormone that prepares the body for fight or flight. And here, this is why the voluntary aspect is so important. You want to be proactive. You want to, you want to confront the chaos rather than run away from it. Because if you run away from it, well, then your body is going to produce more cortisol. And here we've said we also, in, in this Goldilocks zone, we also want to produce cortisol, but just a little. So if you produce too much cortisol, and cortisol is the stress hormone, if you produce too much cortisol, it's really bad on your body. Your body starts to break down, basically. But if you produce just a little, that's really good. And it makes the body stronger. Again, this same theme. A little is really healthy. Too much is destructive. And, you know, I think about this, these, these ideas in my own life. And I say, yeah, this makes a lot of sense. I think about driving. And, you know, excess order, you know, boredom would be being stuck in a traffic jam. And that's, that's, that, that, atrophies me. It wears me down. But on the other end, if I had, if I had a, 
race in an F1 race in a car I've never driven before, well, that would be way too much chaos. And I'd be, I'd be anxious, I'd be, uh, and I'd probably get injured. So that's too far in that direction. And I also think about it in terms of getting physically stronger in weightlifting. Let's say all you did to get stronger was lift a 45-degree weight all over and over for your entire life. You would never get stronger. You would get really bored, and your muscles wouldn't develop. But if you tried to go straight from 45 to 450 pounds, well, that's too far. That's too much. You wouldn't get stronger. You would just injure yourself. And so what Coates seems to be saying is that the Goldilocks zone is essentially an incrementalist approach with recovery. You lift 45 pounds, you recover. You manage to do a couple reps of 47 and a half pounds, you recover. You get comfortable lifting 47 and a half pounds. Then you lift 50 pounds and slowly and steadily you become stronger. And I think this applies mentally and physically. You know, he talks about the brain, but I think it's pretty clear that this also refers to physical strength as well. And that as long as you correctly execute this Goldilocks cycle between challenge and recovery, challenge and recovery, then you're going to help yourself mentally and physically. You're going to get mentally stronger, physically stronger, you're going to get tougher, and you're going to get more resilient. And I think these are really important things to get because going back to Peterson, life is suffering. There are always going to be terrible times in your life. And you want to prepare for those terrible times. And you want to prepare by getting stronger, by getting tougher, by getting more resilient. And so this is preparation for the inevitable suffering of life. And this is the way you do it. You do it through hormesis, through this Goldilocks cycle of voluntary struggle, voluntary challenge, and then recovery. So, so that's the idea. That's the idea behind hormesis. And next time, um, I want to be able to talk or think through at least, <laughs> at least think through some of the applications. Um, but I have to run, so I will catch you later.